0: You're listening to Making Waves, Fresh Ideas in Freshwater Science. This podcast is made possible with support from the Society for Freshwater Science. Making Waves is a monthly podcast where we talk about innovation and discovery in freshwater research and why it matters to you. In this inaugural episode, co-host Eric Moody is joined by current Society for Freshwater Science president, Dave Penrose.
1: Joining me today via Skype is the president of the Society for Freshwater Science, David Penrose. Thanks for joining me.
0: Thank you very much, Eric.
1: Uh, In the inaugural edition of the Freshwater Science podcast, we'd like to talk to you a little bit about what types of things are happening with the society and a little bit about why freshwater science is so important. So the first question that I'd like to ask you is why do you think freshwater science is important?
0: Well, there's there's a lot of reasons, but basically it boils down to that, that the data that are collected by our scientists, by our students, is a reflection of our environment. You know, and if we can if we can show by using the information that our students collect that our environment is healthier, or in some cases not healthier, then we're better off as as a science for sure and Uh, SFS people make our lives healthier, our economy healthier, and ultimately our society healthier by by collecting these data.
1: So the society recently changed its name from the North American Benthological Society to the Society of Freshwater Science. And you were not the president at that time, but were you at all involved in that decision? And do you have any comments about why that change is important?
0: Uh, yeah I was involved with the decision somewhat and we had committee meetings even as you know, as president-elect we had a bunch of committee meetings to discuss the name change and some of its relevancy I think the reason is twofold perhaps one is that our society is no longer made up of just North American scientists you know recent numbers indicate that you know over sixteen percent of our membership are non-north American people we have from 41 countries. So, so having a society that reflects that more so than just focusing on North America, I think, was a good idea. Mm-hmm. And the other reason, too, is as much as we are attuned to benthology and what benthology is, it's very difficult to describe what benthology is to non-benthologists, to non-scientists. I think one of the turning points in the discussion. Was something that Bern Sweeney mentioned at one of our conferences was that he had an opportunity to meet with Ted Turner and to discuss sponsorship opportunities. And this was when we were still the North American Benthological Society and he had 20, he had a 20 minute slot and 17 of those 20 minutes were spent defining benthology rather than you know, what the goals of the society are, or how the finances would be used if it occurred. So everyone was just extremely frustrated, particularly burned. But I think for those two reasons, those two glaring reasons, the change to SFS, I think, was a good one.
1: So how exactly would you define Benthology?
0: <laughs> well, can I get Wikipedia out? Sure. You know, it's a huge science and it involves the study of everything that lives on the substrate of streams and rivers and estuaries, uh, and everything that's associated with it. The nutrient dynamics and the organic material and watershed composition, restoration. But but trying to define benthology to non-benthologists is very, very tricky. You know, I do have to admit, though, that it's been a difficult transition for, you know, some of the old-timers because, you know, we associate the society with NABS. You know, it's always going to be in our hearts nabs I mean, we are nabsters the switch to sfs has been you know somewhat difficult for the old timers i think there's i think it's easier for the young people the students perhaps like yourself mm-hmm. it's easier for y'all to change than it is for us old guys
1: have you noticed a resistance among some of the members to changing occasionally you know i'll get a
0: comment from someone saying you know that they disagree with the change and and largely it was because of the affiliation with the name, with NABS. Mm -hmm. We still stand for the same thing. It's just a different
1: name. Do you think changing the name represents an sort of outreach to more broader freshwater scientists? For example, I know some people have sort of hesitated to go to NABS meetings before because they felt like, you know, they didn't do stream benthic work.
0: It's been recent, relatively recent change in the name. But within the last two years, we've had a number of, other scientific groups reach out to us. You know, now that we are or appear to be, via our name, a much broader society, you know, wetland scientists have become interested in what we're saying. Groundwater scientists are uh, approaching us for information and are trying to participate in our society meetings. So I think the name change has been very a very positive move overall. And as far as outreach is concerned, I I think those people that are doing that find it much, much easier to outreach our society based only on the name. But I think, I think the meeting in Louisville this year was a good test for the name change. The number of registrants, which was the largest of our conferences. And you can't help but think that perhaps that has something to do with the fact that the name changed and that our society was you know, much more broadly accepted in other sister societies.
1: On that note, it's not in 2013, but in 2014, the uh, SFS is co-hosting a meeting with, is it three other societies in Portland? Societies, yeah. So how did that come about? Were you involved in that process?
0: Not so much myself, but one of the items in our five-year strategic plan is to do more outreach sort of activities and, and to collaborate with more societies. I just attended the Council of Scientific Society Presidents in D.C., in which there were oh, 25 or 30 other scientific societies represented. Hmm. Just a wonderful opportunity for us to, to schmooze, you know, with some of these other presidents in different societies. It's actually incredible to realize how much these other scientific societies in our society have in common. and you know, Some of the very same issues that we deal with, our, our planning people and our uh, committee chairs deal with on a day to day basis are common throughout many, many scientific societies. Hmm. Uh, so, so the, the Portland meeting in 2014 is an opportunity for us to outreach and to collaborate with other sister societies. I'm sure it will be a raging success. I mean, there's going to be 3,000 people there from all four of the societies. I'm not going to miss it. It'll be a lot of fun. I think I would like to continue to see our society grow. I think it's going to be very important to grow um, to attract, you know, some of the other groups, you know, so getting more black students, getting more Chicano students, African-Americans or Native American students is going to be a big initiative in the next few years. Uh, one of the things that's popped up recently is that we've been approached by PBS, to do some uh, promotions, like in focus, it's it's going to be something that the board will have to approve, and it's not going to be cheap. It's it's very expensive to do these kinds of programs, but it'd be a great opportunity to promote our science at all kinds of
1: levels. You mentioned that you have a five-year plan. What are some of the the main goals in the next few years?
0: Yeah, the the five-year strategic plan, which will probably be updated sometime soon you know, has a number of things, you know, that our society is planning for, you know, the five-year plan. And one is the collaboration with other scientific societies, outreach to some of the other smaller colleges, outreaching to other sectors of our society, historically black colleges, for example, or, you know, Hispanic societies, you know, to get more people involved, you know, from other cultures. You get some of the um, uh, Latin American countries i just attended this year the first latin american Benthological society conference which was just wonderful next year the european society for freshwater science is having its eighth conference and our society you know will collaborate perhaps even sponsor part of that society conference i think also one of the issues is reaching out to the young people i mean young people with you know, middle school and high school kids, Hmm. we all do, you know, like county field days, you know, where we set up a table with a bunch of bugs and, you know, 500 middle school kids come through. We all do that. And it's a universal success. These kids love it. But somewhere between like the sixth grade and the first year of college, freshman year of college, we lose people. I don't know if that's, you know, a product of our, Teaching structure in the U.S., or if it's you know something that we need to concentrate on more. But I think it's a real issue, and our board of directors are all on board with reaching out to to some of the younger kids, you know, to get them in the fold as
1: well. How do you think that you maintain that sort of interest in science?
0: <laughs> That's the ten thousand dollar question, yeah. isn't it? Um, well, one of the things I'd love to do as president is to Is to decrease the registration fees and membership fees for teachers. But I don't see why, you know, we couldn't have like a $25 fee for, you know, middle school or high school teachers, you know, and get them more involved in our society, in our conferences. And then they could take that information back to their classroom. And that would be a good first step.
1: Yeah, that is a neat idea. Yeah, hopefully that'll happen.
0: I mean, there's so many things going on and you know, some of our sister societies—was it the American Geophysical Society in D.C. recently—had this little package of material that you get in the kitchen. They hand it out to kids wherever they go, that they can conduct experiments in in geology or, or whatever. I was thinking, wouldn't that be a good idea for us? You know, to have these little packages that have pictures of insects. You know, maybe a little handheld magnifying lens. You know, and, and when we do these field days, pass them out, know, pass them out by the hundreds and see if we can just swamp our colleges and our schools with this information.
1: So you're the current president of SFS. How did you sort of decide to take on that role? What made you interested in being the president?
0: That's a good question. I have been a member of our society forever, ever. seems like. My first conference was in the mid-70s when I was a grad student and have not missed maybe but one or two conferences in this whole time span. And it's meant a lot to me. I mean, it's just meant, you know, I have so many friends all over the world now because of SFS. And when they first asked me to run for president, I was flattered for sure, but then thought, I don't know, it's a responsibility and I talked about it with a lot of people and friends of mine and they said you know what it's a great opportunity to give back to the people that I've been so closely related to you know professionally for 40 years so I decided to, even if I didn't win the election you know just trying to become president would be a feather in my professional cap and as it turned out it's been the the peak of my professional career I've enjoyed working as your president for seven months now and some of the things that we have discussed in committee and with the board have just been exhilarating. It's great stuff.
1: All right. Thanks a lot for talking with me today. You're quite welcome. I hope to do it again soon.
0: This podcast was brought to you with support from the Society for Freshwater Science. For more information about this speaker, the podcast, or the Society, please visit www. Freshwater science.org. Be sure to join us each month for more fresh ideas in freshwater science. Thanks for listening.